Good morning, everyone. Today we are in Matthew chapter 6. I'd like to do this one a little bit differently. I think it will be an appropriate way to take a look at what Jesus is teaching us in this profound chapter. I'd like to begin with the end in mind. Towards the end of the chapter, Jesus talks about, you know, why do you worry about anything, really? Why do you worry about you, what you'll eat, what you'll drink? And he, you know that your, your father knows that you need all these things. And I think this verse is really a great signature verse and summary of the entire chapter. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What a, what a wonderful verse. Uh, let's take a look at it a little slowly. Instead of worrying, but, so instead of worrying, seek, think of that, to seek God, to, to seek after, to long after, to pursue, um, to keep in mind, to strive for, okay? Seek, to seek first. So l- listen to all the things that we just said about seek, to strive for, to uh, long for, to purpose for, to, to seek. First, what's the first thing? What's the what's the number one thing? And you know, man, what what a great word to think about. Like, what's the signature thing of your life? What's the signature longing of your life? What's the thing that comes first in your life? And and for a devoted believer, for a disciple of Jesus Christ, it's to put Jesus's kingdom first. To say that you know, if someone were to describe you that the number one thing about you is that you long for Jesus and for his kingdom. So to seek first his kingdom. Now, that's a profound concept, and I think a lot of the church maybe at times doesn't really understand what that means. And even the Jews had a struggle in understanding it in his day. Remember when Jesus showed up, he said the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, We're going to see... In this chapter, we're going to go back in a moment and see Jesus' prayer. And he teaches them how to pray. And he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The, the concept of the kingdom is rich throughout the Gospels. And to keep it, let's, let's talk about that. So a king has a kingdom. So let's say there's a king and He's ruling and reigning a king over a kingdom, a a region, a a territory. And within that kingdom, within that territory, uh, everything is to fall in line with the king. The king is the one who has authority in that kingdom. Now, what's beautiful and what the Jews kind of missed is they missed, you could call it this dispensation, they missed this age. They were looking for a ruler like Jesus, in a sense, to come back and rule and reign like he's going to in his second coming. So when Jesus comes the second time, he is going to rule and reign over his kingdom. And it's going to be more authoritatively kept. Right now, what we have is a spiritual kingdom. So Jesus isn't here physically as a physical king ruling and reigning. But he's ruling and reigning in the hearts of believers today who are willing to allow him to rule and reign. 
And when, when he says in that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is, is in heaven, Jesus' desire is that although he's not physically here as a king, he's spiritually here as a king. And if we would recognize that this land that we live in is his kingdom spiritually and that we are to live for the priorities and purpose of him as our king, for his kingdom, and we're supposed to live that way now until one day he returns and brings in the fullness of that kingdom when he comes at his second coming. So what this is saying is seek first his kingdom. So seek first to live for Jesus. Uh, that includes you know trusting in him for salvation, being born again. It includes living uh, a transformed life, living more like he would want us to live in his likeness, uh, it includes his purpose. It includes living to bear fruit. It includes what are what is Jesus after today? Like, if this was his kingdom, what's his kingdom priority? Well, his kingdom priority would be that people come to know him, believe in him, uh, receive salvation from him, the forgiveness of sins, and then live for him as his disciples and seek to be a fisher of men and to make more and to help the world embrace who Jesus is. So if we're seeking first, his kingdom, we would be embracing him as savior. We would be living in such a way on this earth to reflect his values. And we would recognize, you know, his purpose and seek to live out his purpose while we're here on earth. So, but seek first his kingdom. That's the, the, the hallmark of a believer that the first thing in their lives would be to seek his kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus until one day he brings it in in full in his righteousness, and you know that's really a twofold thing because we can pursue righteousness. Um, you could call that the process of sanctification, meaning throughout our journey in life with Jesus that we would become more holy, that we would begin become more like Him, that we'd reflect more of who He is. But then also His righteousness is what's given to us, and that's a beautiful thing that we've received His righteousness. We've been clothed with his righteousness because of the forgiveness of sins that he's given us, one day when we stand before him, we'll be seen as righteous because his blood has covered a multitude of sins. So it's both embracing what he's given us and also then pursuing still uh, his righteousness and becoming more holy. So seek first that. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first to become more like him. Remember what he's done for you. And then he says, and all these things will be added to you. So essentially, the things that we worry about or are concerned about, they will kind of fade away when we are focused on heavenly living, on kingdom living, on living for the Lord. And, you know, one thing that we'll recognize when we have that concept of living for the kingdom is that the things of this world just lose their grip. I mean, there's things that I'm sure you all, I all, we long for here on earth, maybe things that we'd like for our future, things we hope for for our future. But if, you, if, if we keep Jesus first and his kingdom first, what's really cool about that is no matter what happens to us, like if we were to lose our houses, if we were to lose our resources, if we didn't have the comfy retirement that maybe we would like to have, we really haven't lost anything as it relates to the kingdom of God. We, If our priority is first to serve him, we can serve him whether we have much or whether we have little. And that's what's beautiful about it. If we make that our primary purpose, then we're not so concerned when things get taken away or we're not so concerned about 
all the emphases that we have on our lives because it keeps it more simple because it's just like, man, as long as I can love and serve Jesus until my dying day, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be okay. And uh, it, it, it does make life more peaceful and more simple. So if we have seeking first his kingdom uh, in our minds, much of the rest of the chapter deals with the, the tendency for man to seek fame and fortune. Um, if we go back to the beginning of the chapter, what you'll see is a lot of times man's worried about what man thinks of them, and man lives trying to elevate in other people's minds who they are. So they're very focused on what man thinks, and they're very focused on mammon. <laughs> the man and mammon, that's kind of what man focuses on and what God is saying, you know what you really need to focus on is my kingdom and seeking that first. And but he does say at the end, you know what? If you focus on my kingdom, you very well you very well may be blessed. In fact, people may uh think more highly of you. In fact, you may even be blessed with wealth and, and blessings here on earth by following me. But you make sure that you seek me first. So you know look look at look at how this fits in now, if we go to uh, Matthew 6, beware of practicing your righteousness before men. See, there's the fame. To be noticed by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward with your Father in heaven. Uh, when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they may be honored by men. See, it's focusing on men. And instead, we should do it because we want to live for the kingdom of God. Then he talks about when you pray, um, you know, some people will pray to be noticed by men, to be seen by men. Instead, pray because you love Jesus and you want to seek his kingdom. So don't worry about fame. Worry about uh, loving him. You see how this all kind of fits into this? And let's take in Jesus' prayer in verse 9. Uh, pray then in this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Put him first. You know, have him in his rightful place. Revere the Lord. And then pray that your kingdom come. Lord, help me to live for your kingdom and your will be done. Help me to live for you, God, and make that first in my life. And help me to do it on earth as it is in heaven. That's really the goal of the Christian, to live, have, bring heavenly living down, to, to live the way Jesus would want us to live in his kingdom on this earth. Now, give us this daily bread, our daily bread. Now, isn't that interesting? Instead of living for what? Mammon, where we're focused on mammon. He says, just give us what we need each day and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then there's a, a verse that's in parentheses because it may not be part of the original scriptures where it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and glory forever and ever. You know, there's so much we could teach in here. It, it it's, talks a lot about forgiveness in verse 14 and 15 and how significant that is that, you know, if we're not forgiving towards others, that the Lord won't forgive us. And what a strong word that is. Um, and he's trying to free us up through that. You know, he doesn't want us to be bound up in unforgiveness. It really, we're a prisoner of our own unforgiveness. And to forgive is to set the prisoner free, only to realize that the prisoner was me. Did you hear that? To forgive is to set the prisoner free, only to discover that the prisoner was me. 
Many times we are in prison to our own unforgiveness, and to forgive is actually to set us free from the bondage of bitterness and unforgiveness. Listen to how it goes on in, in fasting. When you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by, what, what is it going to be? You know, men. See, fame and fortune. Uh, man and mammon is what man many times is living for when we need to seek first the kingdom of God and do have our motives be right that the reason we fast is to please God and, and not to get attention from man. Um, listen to what it says about wealth now. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also and i would make the case that the the, the only thing that lasts are people and the only people that last in heaven are people who believe in jesus so treasures in heaven really comes down to people embracing jesus as their lord and savior uh, living to bear fruit for God, living to serve God and serve others. Those are, the, those are the things that build up treasure in heaven and what really matter. And what is that? That's living for the kingdom of God. And, and that's, that's a treasure in heaven when we live for the kingdom of God. This is a very interesting passage in uh, verse 22. The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, meaning if you're seen rightly, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And it, it takes some, um, some thought and uh, perception, spiritual discernment to understand what this passage means. Uh, what I believe it's saying is, you know, we could each look at a situation and we may see and our eyes may be opened. But one person can see God moving, can see God's purpose, can see maybe the need for someone's salvation, can see what's important from a spiritual realm. And another person could look at a situation and look at it from a sinful perspective. And, you know, you, you could like, you know, this could be for a man or a woman, but you could see a woman walk by and you could think, man, I hope she and her family know Jesus and live for the Lord. I, I wonder what she believes about Jesus. I hope she's saved. Or you could look at a woman and you could lust after her in your heart, right? Well, both people see. They both see their eyes work, but one's seen light and one's seen darkness. And what he's saying is if the, if the eyes you have, the light in you, because your eyes bring in light, if the light in you is darkness, if all you see is darkness with your eyes, how great is that darkness? So may we have spiritual eyes to see what matters for the kingdom of God. May we see the good. May we see the Lord in life instead of being attracted to and pondering uh, darkness. Um, you know, he gets back into the mammon here. No one can serve two masters for either will hate one or love the other or he'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. And I, I really feel like if we link that up to the where we started this morning, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, 
It's like God's got to be so much more number one than anything else. I mean, we all know we, we have bills to pay. Um, I mean, it's stressful when you don't have money. It's, it's, it's life's a little bit more restful when you have <clears throat> enough money. So <clears throat> I don't know that money is bad, but the, the love of money, the priority of money over God, the focus on retirement and the life that I want more than seeking God first is definitely not what God wants. You know, we're devoted sometimes. Again, we seek men's approval and we seek mammon. And God is saying, I want you to seek me first in my kingdom. And because he doesn't want us to worry about money, he says, hey, don't worry about your body or what you'll eat or what you drink. And, uh, you know, you can't add a single hour to your life. You know, just don't worry about all those things. Uh, Each day's got enough trouble of its own. But you know what? Life will become simpler. It'll become easier. It'll become less stressful. And you will be more fruitful for me if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. All the things that we worried about, whether it be wealth or money or clothes or food, he's saying all these things will be added to you. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen in life and you know, sometimes secular atheistic people can be successful. I'm not saying that that at times those folks are can't be successful from a worldly perspective. They're definitely not successful from a godly perspective or kingdom perspective. But you will a lot of times see in life, um, you know, I, I, I guess I sometimes gravitate towards sports, but you will see like coaches and some of the most successful coaches are people who love Jesus. And I think a lot of times Christians are blessed. I really do. When you devote your life to him and you seek God, a lot of times he blesses people who uh, who follow him. So, you know, what a great thing that is. He's saying, hey, seek first me and my kingdom and my righteousness. And, you know, the things that you're worried about, uh, many of you are going to get those things added to you as well. God uh, God blesses those who are His. Uh, so stick with Him. You know, make 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 Him first. Make His kingdom first. And uh, we can know that God's pleased and there will be reward and treasures in heaven. Uh, God bless you all.